Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Exodus chapter 3 verse 6. When God appeared to Moses to send him to go and deliver the children of Israel from Egypt. When God sent Moses, he says that, uh, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. So God calls himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jesus Christ, in Mark chapter 12, verse 26, he referred to the fact that God calls himself. So Jesus gives an assent to that title or that name of God. is Mark chapter 12, verse 26. Jesus says that, God is the God of the dead, is the God of the living, is the God of Abraham. Burning Bush experience, he describes himself, reveals himself as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So right there you can tell that Jesus refers to God as the God of Abraham, which we have learned that. And then we also find out in Matthew chapter 8, verse 11, that Jesus made a statement that at the end, people will come from the east and the west and will sit in the kingdom, the west, east and west, and will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom, as though they are the only ones there. And what is it about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that God called himself the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob? What is it about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that Jesus calls God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? What is it about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that um, the Bible, Jesus said that in the kingdom, people will come and sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right, so there's something that we all have to learn about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, which is predicated upon the work of Abraham with God, the work of Isaac with God, the work of Jacob with God. Now, the Israelites didn't come into an inheritance of their own. Israel entered into the inheritance of three men, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right. So it's not like something that they have made up or built and gotten secured. It was Abraham's work with God, Isaac's work with God, Jacob's work with God that secured, procured something with God that became the foundation of the children of Israel or the people of God for that matter. And so God calls himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. And I, I said that. It is good that God doesn't just say that he is the God of Abraham, but he says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's also good that the children of Israel are not just the children of Abraham or the descendants of Abraham. If it's just the descendants, the people of God are formed based on their distance from Abraham, then Ishmael and his descendants who also claim that they also fit into, into this category. But God said, no, it's not just Abraham. You may come from, from Abraham or you may descend from Abraham, but I'm the God, not just of Abraham, but I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when he appeared to Isaac in Genesis chapter 26, he told him that I am the God of your father, Abraham. And then the promise he gave to Abraham, he said, listen, I started something in Abraham. I haven't finished it yet. So I'm picking up with you. And then he showed up in Genesis chapter 28 verse 13 to 
Jacob and told Jacob, you know, I'm the God of your father Abraham and your father Isaac. That means that what I started in Abraham and continue in Isaac, I'm going to perfect it in you. And after that, Israel was born and God became known to Israel as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not the God of Moses. Even though the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, is known as the books of Moses. Even though Jesus categorically said in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 17, that was, he says that the law was given by Moses. Moses was a prominent figure in the Old Testament. You can't talk about the Old Testament without making reference to Moses because Moses was a pivotal figure, a prominent figure. Abraham was, David was, but Moses, when it comes to God's way of doing things or God's, the dispensation of the law, the old, we have the Old Testament and the New Testament. In fact, in Hebrews, the Bible says that Moses was the mediator of the Old Testament and Jesus, the mediator of the New Testament. And we know we have only two, the Old and the New. And so what Moses was in the Old, Jesus is in the New. So that's why Moses said to the children of Israel that God is going to send you a prophet like me. Why am I saying this? Moses was so pivotal. Moses was such a significant personality in the Old Testament to the extent that Jesus was teaching them. He said, you heard Moses said. Jesus was making reference to what Moses said. In fact, the New Testament always make reference to what Moses said. But yet, God did not call himself the God of Moses. Is it because Moses did something wrong? We didn't didn't recall, apart from when he struck the rock out of anger. That's all. Abraham went to lie that it's it's not my wife. She's my sister. Abraham, for immigration reasons, he changed his documents. He declared that he was single. He went as well. And Isaac continued. As for Jacob, he deceived his 419 to claim the blessing. So, you see, if men wrote the Bible, there's no way men would have let God identify himself with Abraham. Or someone like Jacob. Jacob was smart. Very dodgy character. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So then, the point is that there are elements Abraham's work with God, elements in Isaac's work with God, and elements in Jacob's work with God, which we must learn and work by, because that becomes the foundation and the platform for God's people. We fall in the category of being part of God's people, and these elements are missing. You will suffer some losses, and you will not enjoy what God is supposed to be to you. So the first of it all is the God of Abraham. When we say God God calls himself the God of Abraham, why the God of Abraham? What is it about Abraham? And we can, we can trace that to his, the meaning of his name. You know, Abraham's name was and became. Genesis chapter 17, verse 5. Abraham's initial name was Abram. Abram, let's all say Abram. Genesis 17, 5. Let's all read it from the screen. Let's go. This is God speaking to Abraham. Let's go. Shall your name be called Abraham? But your name shall be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many names. All right. So, right there you can tell that God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. But one thing I discovered from the two names, the former name and the latter name, is that they had something in common. They have A-B-R-A in common. What's the meaning of Abra? The root meaning of Abra is father. Father. Let's all say father. Father. Say it again. Father. So Abraham's name at the base and at the root of his name has this 
code or this meaning of fatherhood, father. I say father. father. What does it mean to know God as father? That is Abraham's discovery. Abraham's walk with God, he discovered God to be the father. In Abraham's God with God, the element in Abraham's walk with God was that God revealed himself as the father or Abraham discovered God as the father. And for us to be God's people and enjoy what God has got for us, we must know God as the father. Say the father. Father. In John chapter 5 verse 17 and 19, John chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus answered and said, let's read it, let's go. And said, my, my father has been working until now, and I have been working. One more time. But Jesus answered them, my father has been working until now, and I have been working. Why didn't he say, my God? My God has been working until now, and I am working. Let's go to the verse 19. When you, when you get to verse 19, it says that, then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. Jesus was not doing things by himself. He looked at what the father was doing to, watch this, to define what he would do. Is it possible that things are getting very bad because you have not allowed God to be the father? When we say God is the father, what does it mean? He is the originator, the initiator. It must start with him for you to continue. Don't be trying to find what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Find out, is this what God is doing? Is this something that God has started? Is God the one behind this? And then just join yourself to it. So Jesus said, the people you see me healing is not because I want to heal them. It's because the Father has been healing them. Those are the ones the Father wants to heal. And so it was easy for him. Success was sweatless. Because whatever God was doing, he just mimicked it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is, okay, let's look into the text. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. For us to enjoy God, we must know him as the initiator. For you to enjoy God, I said something, but God will only pay for what he ordered. If God said it, then he is putting his weight behind it. If he hasn't said it, you're on your own. Like Papa said some time ago, he said, if God hasn't called you and you call yourself, you have to supply your own anointing. (laughs) I heard him say recently that there's no software for church growth. It's hard work. (laughs) Not a software. He said, which software can fast for you? Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord, who said now the Lord said to Abraham, who said? No. Abraham said to the Lord. No. Abraham said to the Lord. No. Who said? The Lord. the Lord said to Abraham. And what did the Lord say? Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land which I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your, your, your name great. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Whose idea was it? To the extent that when you read the Bible, the first thing you see in the first pages of the Bible, all right, the first thing you see, Genesis 1-1, what what does it say? Someone say, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, my husband, my wife, yourself, my certificates, my job. Most of us, in the beginning, your account. In the beginning, God. Abraham discovered that. That is what Abraham's work with God procured. God manifested and demonstrated himself as the initiator. 
And so the people of God, that's where they always make reference to Abraham, our father. Because God wants us to know him as the father. Luke chapter 11, from verse 1 to 3, in particular verse 3, when Jesus finished praying, the disciples came to him. They said, teach us to pray the way John taught his disciples to pray. And the verse 3 said, he said, when you pray, this is how you should pray. When you pray, Luke chapter 11, verse 3, when you pray, he says that, say, our father. That's the opening statement. You see, prayer does not neutralize the sovereignty of God. Prayer rather embraces the willingness of God. So when you pray, you are praying for what God has planned to happen. Not You are not telling God what he should do, okay? God, tomorrow morning, you have to do, make sure it doesn't rain, okay? God, no. You are praying to embrace what is in the will of God. So he said, before you start praying, please approach God as the one who everything starts from. Who's, who must be behind? If it must be for you, then listen, you must come to the position where you say, it doesn't matter how much money I'm going to get. It doesn't matter how much favor and fame I'm going to get. If God is not behind this, I want to walk away from it. That means you are knowing God as the God of Abraham. In fact, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8, Bible says that he left not knowing where he was going. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. But you know why he went out? Because he was learning to let God be the initiator. God wants to be the initiator of everything in your life. He wants to be behind it. He wants to be the initiator of your marriage. Let God lead you. When you know God as the God of Abraham, then your statements and your mindset begin to change. And statements like God willing begins to become very predominant in your language. God willing. It's in James. Don't just be talking like you own everything. God willing, by his grace, I'm believing God. I'm hope- you have the money. You can buy three houses, but you are saying, I'm believing God to buy a house. I'm trusting God. I'm focusing on God. I'm le- believing God for his leading. Because anyone who knows God as the God of Abraham comes to the place where he says that if, if God is not behind it, forget it. He said, what? Look at the way John puts it. John was baptizing. And you know the way nowadays... It's like that previously, you know. Everyone wants his own to do well. So John was baptizing and people were, everybody was going to John. He was the only king in town. The new king of everybody. He was the main guy in town. And everybody was, then Jesus shows up. And then when Jesus shows up, Jesus comes to his church. Jesus comes to his church. And then he baptizes Jesus. And then he tells people that this, the grace of God upon this man. He points finger to them. And then after Jesus went to start his own church, everybody left. <laughs> People left John's church and went to Jesus' church. And so his disciples, in John chapter 3, verse 26, his disciples came to him and he said, Master, you see the man who came and you baptized him and you spoke about him, Rabbi, the one with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you testified beyond. He is baptizing and all are coming to him. We are losing our potential clients. We are losing our members. We are losing our customers. You don't know God as a father. If you know God as the God of Abraham, you won't do what you are doing. Brother, if you know God as the God of Abraham, you won't try to fight with somebody. You will leave God to start it. When God starts it and you walk with God, you enter into the inheritance. Shout yes! They went to John. The man is spoiled. And you know what John said in verse 27 of John chapter 3? John, John knew something. He knew something. That's why he was a unique man of God. He knew something. He knew that it was God who called him and not the people. 
It's so important yes. that, please, let's allow men of God to be that. Don't use your money to hijack a man of God. Don't use your presses. Yeah, yeah, I will begin to threaten a man of God indirectly that you will vote with my feet. I won't come and... You see, I always, always, nowadays, I'm soliciting to all my pastor friends. Let's build our relationship with God. Once your relationship with God is strong, he called you. The people didn't call you. You value the people, love them, celebrate them, forgive them, pray for them, help them, guide them, but always keep your eye on God because he called you. As soon as you lose focus on him, the anointing actually starts flowing. There's an impediment. I I get what I'm saying. It's very important. One of the things that have helped me in my life is this, this scripture, John chapter 1 verse 27. For some reason, it has found a resting place in my heart years ago before I even discovered the God of Abraham, that God wants to be the God of Abraham. The father. John 3 and 7. And what did John say? John said, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it, it has been given to him from heaven. Can you imagine? When his potential customers was being wiped off, he was secured in himself enough to keep his eye on God and say that everything you see happening for me is not because I'm that good, but it's because God has planned it and it's happening. And so he kept his focus on God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says that, and what do you have that you did not receive? And now if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you have not received it? It's, it's God who gave it to you. A man can receive nothing except you give it to us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says we are earthen vessels. We are clay. We have the treasure, this treasure from God in us. As long as we remember that it is God, it's of God. No, we didn't make ourselves, but it's God who has made us. It keeps you on road. That's right. That's right. Simple spiritual empty. Simple. For you to be roadworthy, so long as God is concerned, remember that it is He who is behind your success. It's He who is behind your laughter. It's He who is behind where what you are doing. It's He who is behind. If you can remember that you've done the empty, you are fine. Hallelujah. So, it doesn't matter who threatens you, what threatens you, you learn how to keep your focus on God and bend your ears to God, looking out for what God is doing, what God is saying, so that you can work with him. That is the foundation for God's people. You must know him as the God of Abraham. That's why he calls and says, I am the God of Abraham. What does he mean? I am the one who is the father. I am the initiator. It must be from me. Don't go and catch it and bring it to me to dress it for you. Let me, in the beginning, God created, not you. Let him create the marriage for you. Let me create him, create. Trust, trust the raising of your children in his hands. Don't go to some, somebody who you are struggling for a child and you go to some spiritual source to go and get a child. You pay dearly for it the rest of your life. Yeah. You end up raising a monster who will eat you up later. Because there's no free gift on the devil. Hallelujah. It's so important to understand that. And then when it comes to when it comes to his calling, he's going now. It wasn't him. God initiated it. When it comes to him having a son, a child. Do you know Abraham gave up having a child? Yes. God said, Listen, I'll make you a father of many nations. And he started arguing with God, but God, in Genesis chapter 15, when God said, I'll bless you, he said, but what if I don't have a descendant as at my age? And verse 3, he says that an Eliezer or a foreigner will inherit my, my estate. 
Abraham said, look, ha, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, no one born in my house is my heir. Look at the next verse, verse 4. He says that, behold, the word of the Lord came to him and saying that, no, not that stranger will be your heir, but your own child. So he had given up the possibility of having a child. And guess what? When God told him, I'll make you a father of many nations, God didn't end there. Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, he says that, and your wife Sarah, she's going to have a child. He didn't say, hey, God. He said, your wife. And God said, as for Sarai, your wife, she shall no longer be called Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. The next verse, it talks about how she's going to have a child, and his name shall be called Isaac. And Abraham said, but how can someone like Sarah have a child? It can't be possible. They have given up. They have given up. And so, do you know why they gave up? Do you know why they gave up? Because Romans chapter 4, verse 17 tells us, or verse 19 tells us that Abraham's body was dead. Sarah's womb was also gone. So there was, they knew that it's not possible. So they had given up. So watch this. Isaac was not Abraham's idea. That's what I'm trying to say. Isaac was not Abraham's idea. Isaac was God's idea. So where did Abraham come? Abraham decided to believe what God said. Bible said, and it, he believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. It was accounted to him for righteousness. Because he believed what God said. Watch this, watch this. He had given up hope of having a child. Read your Bible. Romans 4, 17 says, against hope, he believed hoping. So there was no hope. He had given up hope. Then God, Romans 4, 17, he had given up hope. There was no hope that he could have a child. Do you know why? I told you earlier on, because he was gone. Bible said his body was dead. So there's no way Abraham, at the time that God now came again, there was no way he could impregnate a woman. Hagar's own, there was hope. But God waited after Ishmael and everything. Later on, Abraham was now dead. Sarah actually said, but how can my husband, my my Lord have pleasure when he's this old? Because it's gone. I like this. Watch this. Abraham had given up. Sarah, they have given up. And Bible says that in Romans chapter 4 verse 17, who against hope believed in, who contrary to hope. Did you see that? Contrary to hope, in hope believed. So he shouldn't, what he did was opposite hope. Because there was no hope that he could have a child. And then God the Father steps in and says that you are going to have a child. And so contrary to hope, he decided, watch this, watch this. He decided that God will be true and every condition a liar. So as soon as God introduced his fatherhood, he said, once you have said it, I choose to go with what you... See, that, your faith is a statement that God is the originator. Wow, wow. Your faith. If you can believe God, what you are saying is that, God, it doesn't matter what I can do. It doesn't matter what cannot be done. Once you said you will do it, you are an initiator. You can do it anyway. So I choose to go along with what you have said. That is what, that's what it means to know God as the God of Abraham, the father, the initiator, the originator. It must start with him. So there may be nothing, but once he says it, know that the initiator has come on the board. That is why Jesus said, when you pray, say God the initiator. The case, the case might have been foolish. You might have lost the case, but in prayer, there's another opportunity for you to win the case. Because when you pray, say, say God, our Father. When you pray, say, our Father. So when you say, say, our Father, in other words, identify him as the one who starts it. So whether there is something or there is nothing, he is the initiator. As long as you can identify him as the provider, as the initiator, that will be sorted. Believe him and approach him as the one who initiates. Shout, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Somebody learn something. Yes, yes. The God of Abraham. Other than that, you will enjoy what God has packaged for you in your work with him. 
So when he came to his leaving the house, his calling, he didn't initiate it. When he came to his having children, he didn't initiate it. God initiated it. And pra- practically, Abraham's life was just all that. So the Bible said against hope, he believed in hope. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Who contrary to hope, believed in hope. Okay, or in hope, believed. He became a father of many nations. According to what? You see, that's what God came and told him. What did God say? So shall his descendants be. So God told him, showed him the stars, and said, this is how your descendants shall be. And he chose to believe it, in spite of the fact that there was no hope for him. So he allowed God to be the initiator. He allowed God to be, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. So it could happen that you are not well. Who is the source of your healing? Your medication or your doctors or your God? So as you take medication, no, 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 you are taking the medication, but you, in the, at the back of your mind, you know that is God. So what I'm saying, you are taking the medication, but in your heart of hearts, you know that God can choose to use this medication or any other means to heal me, but then it's God who heals me. So when you get healed, you don't say the medication has healed me. You say, because you said, I am the Lord that healed thee. I am the Lord that healed thee. Exodus chapter 15, 26. Say, I am the Lord that healed thee. He is the one behind your healing. If you are believing God for a child, you, you don't accept what they say, oh, medical side, they have been taking out your womb. It's, it's possible you can have a child if you want to. Yeah. How can that be? When God becomes a father. Oh, but those days were gone. These days, modern sons have That's why many people are dying more. The God of Abraham. So when they appeared to Moses, Pharaoh wants to kill you, but don't worry. I am the God of your father, Abraham. Go. Once I send you, go. No one can stop you. I am the God. They want to kill you. You are wanted. You are a fugitive. But I'm sending you back. Pharaoh will give you audience because I sent you. The God of Abraham has showed up. We must know him as the God of Abraham. Trust in the Lord with all your mind and lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways. The problem is that some of us have been trained, miseducated, to put all our confidence in things that can, can guarantee our peace tomorrow. God allowed that boyfriend to break your heart. So you can look for God now. And if you don't learn it, the next one is even going to do it harder. Because if God loves you, he will keep a tracking system on you. Because he has an assignment over your life. So his tracking system will follow. When people come into your, your life and they are not compatible with your destiny, they will disappoint you. Your destiny will evict them out of your life. But because you are attached to them, you will want to hold on to them. And that's when you feel the separation. But if you can realign and look up to God, bro, fear not. Just relax and make him your father. Make him your father. Natural fathers may disappoint you. Natural mothers may let you down. Isaiah chapter 49. Can, can a second mother forget a child? He said, it doesn't happen, but they may be, they may forget. He said, yet I will never forget you. God said, even if a second mother forgets that she has got a baby who is breastfeeding, he said, as for me, I won't forget. Can a woman forget a nursing child and, and have no compassion on a son of a womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. That's a word for somebody for this man. That's a word for somebody for this man. That's a word for somebody for this week. I said, that's somebody's word for this week. God will not forsake you. God will not leave you alone. Those who are waiting for you to go down, they'll be disappointed. Those who are waiting for you to go down, they'll be disappointed. Because God will not forsake you. God is helping somebody. God is changing somebody's situation. If you believe, lift up your hand and say, Lord, I believe. 
Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.